You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Episode of what comes next, Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It's Anthony and Jacqueline, and we are back talking NXT on the WWE Network uh, and NXT UK as well. We don't forget the little guy, uh, although we do kind of dismissively talk about them. We're like, here's what happened, real quick, and moving on. Uh, yeah, but NXT UK, I don't know if I'd call it the little guy because they have, I mean, it may not be big to us, but it's definitely big amongst fans, it seems. Yeah, yeah, they're doing pretty well, and you know what? They will get their moment in the sun because uh, Takeover Cardiff is coming in a few weeks, and we will probably cover that as a major. Uh, that will be the major review, I think, probably for the week that show comes out. Good to know. So, <laughs> Jacqueline's like, okay, put that down to watch the NXT UK yes. show. Yes. Uh, there goes my Saturday. Okay, so <laughs> I, I want to briefly talk about NXT UK because, again, not a lot happened. They're still at Download Festival. I think this is the last one. Ow! How many weeks have they been there? It feels like four or five weeks. Yeah. Is the festival that long? I don't think so. It's not. What were they doing? It's not. People are people are getting wise to the fact that they taped in, in advance. They're like, wait a minute. The festival's still not happening. But what I mean is, like, how long was the festival going on and that, that crowd stayed you know what i mean yeah like, i'm hoping that the festival well maybe it wasn't maybe it was all in one place but i'm hoping maybe it was over the course of a couple days and they got probably. like a couple of fresh New crowds people. in there yeah yeah okay uh so not a ton happened on this particular show uh imperium won a tag team match over saxon huxley and dyson t-bone it was you know a four minute match it was nothing special uh, Ginny, with the help of Jazzy Gabbert, defeated Zaya Brookside in another four-minute match. Uh, mm. You know, nothing particularly impressive there either. Uh, Tony Storm had a promo where she talked about Kaylee Ray, uh, who announced that she would be uh, cashing in her number one contendership slot against Tony at the Takeover Cardiff show. Uh, and the main event was actually pretty good. Mark Andrews pulled out a win over Cassius Ono. Thank God. Yeah, so they had a pretty good match. That one actually was main event uh, length. That one was about length. 13 minutes or so. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and, and it was I don't like Cassius Ono, though. Yeah. Oh. I like Mark Andrews, but... He once again had the crowd doing his, like, rock and roll hand wave thing, because they're at Download Fest. It really oh, worked Oh, yeah, yeah. He came off as a, a much... A much bigger star here, like everybody knew him and knew his thing. Uh, and also, uh, they noted, well, not they noted, I noted that <clears throat> Ono looked much better than usual in this match, too. Uh, I hmm. thought it was a pretty darn good main event, so there was that. Uh, they announced, Interesting. Uh, they announced for next week uh, that there will be a six-woman tag with Jazzy Gabbert, 
Ginny and Kaylee Ray facing the team of Zaya Brookside, Piper Niven, and Tony Storm. Uh, and there will be a singles match with Walter and Trent Seven. So, oh. big matches for that show. That might be an okay match, because mm-hmm. Trent Seven's not a small dude, you know? No. Like... And pretty hard-hitting. He's got pretty hard yeah. chops, too. It'll be, it'll be fun to see him and Walter go back and forth on chops, because Trent Seven... Yeah, that's, like, like not a bad dude. matchup. No, I think that could be pretty good. Yeah. Um, before we talk about NXT uh, proper... Proper. It's a little bit of news. Uh-oh. It's kind of rumor news, but... Okay. I it, haven't heard it, so this will be real-time reactions here. It could very well be reality. Like, I don't think this is far... I don't think this is a far-fetched rumor at all. So, mm. I am thinking within the next couple of days or so that AEW is going to be announcing their premiere date for their television show on TNT, which... uh. I think most people are about 99% certain will be on Wednesdays, which is, of course, NXT night uh, as well. But, but NXT's streaming. NXT is streaming, but the rumor is, and this isn't even like a rumor from like people from within WWE are saying this. This is, the word is coming from, uh, there was a meeting from programming executives at Fox who are talking about the fall lineup. Is Raw moving to Wednesday? No. Raw will not be oh, moving Smack- to Wednesdays. Smackdown. And SmackDown is still going to be on Fridays. But there is talk Ew. There is talk of no. NXT going to FS1 on Wednesdays. What the fuck is that? FS1 is Fox Sports 1. Which is uh, like their... So you got, you got straight up Fox, which will usually have the big sports stuff on it. And FS1 is... will have the smaller scale sports stuff on it. Will it still be streaming? So that's the question. I don't know. Because if not, then I can't watch anymore and I'm out. Like You're not a... Who, who gets Fox Sports? Well, I mean, a lot of you people... You cable. I mean, if you do have cable, you do you get Fox Sports, but... Who gets cable? It's too expensive. Well, I mean, we get... I mean, we have cable here, but... Oh, well, whatever. I mean, it is... Ex- you're not wrong. It's expensive. <laughs> Uh, if, I mean, if we could go without the, if we could go, I mean, look, there's a, I could go on a whole long rant with you, Jacqueline, right now, but we're actually recording, so I'm not going to bother, but yeah. I got wait, really, wait, up, wait. I got really upset at my cable company the other day, but, yeah. uh, I was going to say for for you to be the one to rein us in, it must really be a long rant. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I stopped myself before I got there. Uh, that's good. But, but that's not okay. the, that's not even the end of the bad news. If no. They go to, if they go to FS1. Uh, now, there is talk that they would just... And I've heard talk that... Because they already want to do like some sort of WWE talk show thingy on FS1. I've heard that they might couple the talk show with NXT just as it is off of the network. But okay. I've also heard everything ranging from... No, like NXT might be live two hours on... Which I don't know if that would be... I mean, you would get more people on TV... Uh, mm-hmm. If it were two hours, but I would also be a little scared about it being live. For me, part live. of what helps NXT is that they're locked into stories because it's taped. Yeah. It's like they have to decide, here's our takeover card and here's how we'll get there. And exactly. To be quite to be quite honest, that formula has worked and I don't trust WWE enough to be able to do that in a live mm-hmm. setting. All of their live shows yeah. are a complete mess. Yep. Uh 
the other thing I heard uh, in relation to this rumor is that, well, TNT, if they're counter-programming AEW, which is on TNT, FS1 is a smaller network than TNT, yeah. uh, which means they're already up against some competition. Not to mention the fact that FS1 does college basketball on Wednesday nights, which I'm not even sure how they could counter-program wrestling on there if the FS1 is doing basketball. But there is talk that they might have main roster wrestlers start wrestling on NXT in order to help boost ratings. So I don't know if that means, I don't know if that means like we're going to send Finn Balor and Ricochet and War Machine and, or War Raiders and like all of these guys back. Or if it means like Baron Corbin. I would love to see Don Cheadle on NXT. (laughs) Would you? You Yeah, why not? I mean, it wouldn't hurt. Get him. Get Brody in there. He's a good actor. Very charismatic, he fun is. guy. He could do a lot. Put him up against Matt Riddle. I would watch. Tell me that wouldn't be enjoyable. I mean, I'd watch Matt Riddle on anybody. <laughs> but yeah, true. so heartbreaking? Well, is that Finn a heartbreaking Balor's rumor? Taking, first of all, Finn Balor's taking a two-month break, which I think means he's going to ask to be let out of his contract and reappear at AEW. That would be nice, but, but I don't think that's going to happen. Eh, you never know. He did just but get married also, not long ago, so maybe he just you know wants a break, but... Who who knows? But also, I don't like this at all. When is the programming supposed to... When is AEW making its TV debut? In the fall? It sounds like... next year? It sounds like it's going to be October 2nd. Nope. They cannot do that that fast. No. I hope not. No, it would be a mess. If if they were actually going to move forward with this, first of all, you need to launch in about a year from now if you're going to change programming. If they... Decide to yeah no I don't like this. I mean, they all. may it may be a thing where they don't counter program immediately, but like you know we're See, gonna get ready for but it. But why? But why even counter program? You own two nights. Like well, just keep those. Right. I, everybody says that this is just Vince. Like he can't stand for them to Had like competition. WC, WCW almost ran them out of business once, and he's just never gonna let that happen again. So if anybody. You know, it's weird. It's weird because that sounds an awful lot like monopolistic behavior. But you know, exactly cares. what that is. Nobody cares because it's wrestling. Uh, but but also viewership is down. Like like if you put like you can't put more anyway. I mm. yeah, I feel like this would be a a bad Overkill. move unless they kept it on the network too. Because there's a lot of people that I know are only really subscribed for NXT. And yeah. they like, would probably leave. lose money. I don't know if it's a good idea, but and I I don't think so either. Honestly, I don't think the counter programming thing is that good of an idea. Anyway, they're almost they're almost completely likely to not win like ratings battles just because FS1 Absolutely is on not. a smaller scale. Yeah, I just uh, it just seems like it's doomed to fail and not a good idea. And why would you want to try to damage NXT like the way it is now? Yeah. There's a lot of crossover I think between AEW fans and NXT fans. And they would just prefer to watch their AEW show on TNT, and then after that's done, go to the network and watch NXT. Right, because they're still subscribing and paying for it. Yeah. I feel like they'd be better off not doing this, but we'll see if Vince can control himself. Uh, anyway, let's Maybe talk Maybe Triple a- H can control it. <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> NXT episode 516. Uh, so this... Uh, this show starts off right away with the action. Uh, Arturo Ruas? 
Hua? Yeah. The former, uh, what was his name? Uh, Adrian Jaoud. Yes. At least that's they, it. at least they came, at least when he came out here, the announcers didn't treat us like we were idiots. They're mm-hmm. like, you know, he's, this guy's got a new attitude. He's got a new look. He's got a new identity. So at least they acknowledge that he has a new identity. Uh, <laughs> although it seems weird that people switch identities. That seems strange to me, but whatever. Maybe he has multiple personalities. We don't know. Uh, maybe. Uh, it's Arturo Ruas, or Hua, against uh, Matt Riddle. And <laughs> I actually really love this. Uh, these are two mixed martial arts guys, and yeah. they went in there and had a mixed martial arts fight. But for pretend, because it's wrestling. But yeah. these guys went in here, they were grappling, they were doing, like, check kicks. Moro Ronaldo was calling this like it was an MMA fight. Uh, talking about, like, you know, side position and guard and, like, all this other stuff. <laughs> like, it was... Yeah. And he does a lot of combat sports, like, MMA and boxing commentary anyway, aside from NXT. So he was, like, right at home calling this. And these two guys were pretty darn good at it. And then they did a finish that is unlike any other... Fi- they they were doing a, an MMA match, so they ended it like an MMA fight. Uh, Riddle uh, escapes like a hold and hits Arturo with the final flash knee strike, but instead of putting on his submission hold or pinning his shoulders to the mat, he just starts, like, ground and pounding him with, like, forearms, and referee Jessica Carr just stops the fight. Uh, he can't continue. He can't protect himself anymore and stops the fight. And Matt Riddle wins on I, a technical knockout. I was confused about that. So yes, I did not get the, I guess I've never seen like UFC type fighting before. So I did not uh, understand what was happening. And I was right. like, this is not what I want to see. <laughs> right. I would see like, I thought about you during this match. Cause I'm like, is Jack, <laughs> is, is like, does Jacqueline know about like, MMA because nope. I bear like I have a I have a passing familiarity with it. I've seen like clips of MMA. I have a general idea of what MMA stuff is, so I knew what they were doing here. But uh, to like people who don't give a shit about MMA or combat sports yeah. at all, like don't even have the slightest inkling, they must be like, "What is happening here?" Yeah, it. Was, I did not. I did not get it. I did not. I also. I will say this though. I almost thought it was too short at the same time because mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted that. I wanted it to explore more. Yeah, I guess I, I was, was having. Like, I just, yeah, I mean, I was having fun. It fell flat. It. Yeah, for me. Uh, and I, was, I think maybe it's because it just wasn't long enough. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was I was having fun watching it. I was like, well, this is something different. Like they're they're going mm-hmm. for something different here. Like I'll I'll give them, uh, I'll give them credit. It's uh, you know, they're trying. Yeah. Uh, variety is the spice of life, so uh, I'm glad they were they were changing it up here a little bit. Uh, so you didn't quite get it, no. and maybe if it had gone a little bit longer, you would have been able to adapt a bit more. Do you think? Or I think I would have. Yeah, I just think that it it ended so quickly. It was very abrupt to me. Yeah, maybe it would have helped if the commentary team was like a little more trying to tell the story of like you know these guys are not doing traditional professional wrestling right now they are like going back to their mixed martial arts roots or something maybe it would have resonated a little bit more and not be as 
confused because at first I was a little confused too. I'm like, they're oh they're kind of doing like a MMA like start to this match. Like oh they're gonna scramble around on the ground with some wrestling and do some strikes and then it'll evolve into you know devolve into like a wrestling, pro wrestling match. Yeah. But it never did. Like they just kept doing MMA stuff and then Matt Riddle won in a very MMA fashion. Uh, well, now that you say that, I want to I want to see more matches with them and see what happens. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought they were really good together. What they were doing. Um, oh yeah, and I like um, Adrian Jaoud forever. Yeah. Arturo, um, <laughs> what a fr- Arturo. I don't know. Arturo is a, a, a for some reason I find it to be a hilarious first name, but Arturo? like yeah, isn't, for, it, isn't it Arthur? I, it is, but Arturo for some reason when I hear Arturo, it just sounds fancier to me. So I'm expecting oh, yeah. like mustache and monocle or something like. Uh, mm-hmm. Like a Brazil, like yeah, like a like a Brazilian Mr. Peanut. <laughs> yeah, like a Brazilian Mr. Peanut. <laughs> it was that's I a was, Brazil nut. I was gonna go for the Monopoly man, but that is so much funnier. Um, I have those moments. <laughs> so you win, you win that one for sure. Uh, what would you give uh, Arturo and and Matt here, Matthew? I gave them a two. Okay, so I was a skosh higher than. Uh, the the grapple people I went with a three I was I was highly entertained uh, mm-hmm. grapple was a two point seven six so they okay. were just a little bit below me but I don't think they were too far off uh, from you either there's quite a few people in here who kind of gave one person in here gave this one and a quarter oh, okay I'm I not dis- that ridiculous I disagree but you know to each their own uh, yep and then at the end. Oh my gosh, so at the end of this, I, I completely forgot there was a big ending to this. At the end, a gigantic man in a mask attacks Matt Riddle, but then he unmasks quickly to reveal that it is Killian Dane. And uh, he continues to beat up uh, Matt Riddle uh, over and over and over again, and gives him a whole bunch of like senton backsplashes and stuff, and then takes Matt up to the uh, the entrance ramp and gives him one more of these running sentons, but they go through the stage... And Matt Riddle yep. is dead. Uh, and they, like, in a hole. Yeah, he is in a hole. Uh, <laughs> they uh, and, and by the way, I checked to see, like... Because you can see that it was, like, a, a discolored portion of the stage. And I checked yeah, yeah. to see... They did a good job with this. Because uh, I checked to see other episodes recently, if this thing was there. And mm-hmm. that thing is always there. Whatever that mm. is. So, I don't know if that's, like, a like a hatch to get under there for like electrical stuff or something, but it's oh, been there for like a long time. I bet you it's something you're not supposed to go through. <laughs> no, my guess is that they rigged it for going through purposes here, but yeah. uh, it made for a pretty good visual. Uh, and uh, Killian Dane uh, made his return. Crowd was pretty happy to see him, uh, but then unhappy that he killed Matt Riddle. And it seems like yeah. uh, they've got some sort of program going on here between the two of them. Yeah, I'd also like to say um, Matt Riddle, uh, not Matt Riddle, sorry, Killian Dane. Yeah. Nothing against you. I want to speak to him personally for a second. Okay. Manscaping. <laughs> it's a thing. I Get think... a friend to do your back. It's so, fine. So I think I think the idea here, and this is kind of a classic wrestler thing, is some wrestlers want to look ugly on purpose. And there are few things uglier in this world than really hairy people but especially back hair yeah yeah that's like um what's it like lars sullivan yes like i respect the fact that he's not a hairy beast 
<laughs> I mean, he's like hairy, hairy chested, but like not to a, yeah. like a Robin Williams level where he's, he's almost not like wearing a sweater. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, anyway. I don't know, like maybe Killian Dane considers it a blessing to have back here, but I would consider it a curse. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. But, you know, he's like, it helps me look Just like... Just a thing. Oh, go ahead. A burly man. Mm-hmm. He looks like a burly man. Yes, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think is Yeah, I think the idea here is just it makes him look more like a beast. Which it does. I'm, it, but it's not an attractive look, for sure. Hey, Nikki... Mm-hmm. It was enough for Nikki Cross. She married him, so... Yeah. I don't... So, I mean, if she's happy, you know, I guess that's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, they street, need to be happy. Street Profits are backstage. They're talking to the Undisputed Era. Uh, and, uh, you know, they talk about how uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish might be treating them like a joke, but they couldn't beat them in the ladder match. In fact, they've never been able to beat them at all. So they Da-da-da. told Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish to up their game if they want the smoke. And uh, Angelo Dawkins says that that is Undisputed. And Montez Ford was shocked that he stole their catchphrase. The greatest facial reaction was, ever. He was comically shocked, like a cartoon. Like, like his eyes were bugging out of his head. I laughed so hard at this. Yes. They are so entertaining. <laughs> They're a lot of fun. Uh, they are. So up next came a thing that I, I found, I thought this was funny, but for other reasons. They're like, okay, we're now going to go to footage of a recent NXT event on the road where a fan on their cell phone caught footage of Mia Yim uh, getting into it with, uh, God, who was it? Uh, Marina Shafir. Marina Shafir. And they cut to this cell phone camera shot, uh, but the camera is like standing there and then it just turns to the left and there's like Mia Yim. Like, I don't think this is how fan caught footage works. On cell phones, like it felt they were, like they were stuck in marina. It felt like such a setup shot. Uh, it made me it made me giggle. I stopped giggling though when Mia Yim slammed the door on Marina Shafir. I think killing her. Yeah, yeah. We have two dead in this episode. Yeah. So so far. Yeah, Matt Riddle, he's dead. Uh, marina Shafir also rest in peace. Uh, but uh, Mia Yim did this. Uh. And Sending I, a message. I, yeah, well, Shayna dismissed her, challenging for the for the women's championship. So, yeah. I guess you go after her friends. She's letting her. Yeah, she's letting her know. Uh, the breakout tournament first round concludes with uh, Bronson Reed and Dexter Loomis. So Dexter Loomis is his character is that he's a serial killer. I think. I do not like his entrance music. So I think his entrance music is supposed to be a riff on the Stranger theme, the Stranger Things theme song. I Probably, think. but it was just weird. Yeah. Uh, what What do you make of Dexter Loomis? The I do like that they did this character bit where because all of these wrestlers have been given these uh, uh, <laughs> these little promo boxes to like talk about themselves, and, and he either, didn't have one. He either didn't have one or Nigel. I think Nigel may have said something about like what he said was so disturbing we can't air it. Something did along, he say that? I, think I did not. Have, I missed that. I think he may have said something along those lines, but he did not have one. Uh, so what do you, what did you think of Dexter Loomis here? Because it's it's tough to gauge. Like he's he creeped the crap out of me. He is very good at being creepy. 
Yeah, like I didn't want. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to watch him. Like at first, I was like, nope, I'm good. Yeah, uh, Bronson Reed, I think, is somebody who probably shouldn't have shouldn't have cut a promo because he's got kind mm. of a he's got kind of an imposing look. He's got he's like one of these like big thick guys, kind of like Otis, um, mm-hmm. and he's really athletic and he's really powerful. Uh, but when he talked, he was just like, you know, I'm just this guy from Australia trying to make good. And I'm going to win the tournament. And it's like, eh. no, but you no, I was OK with it because you, you needed that to go against the creep monster. Yeah, I mean, cause, well, it's not like it's not. Yeah, because it's not like Dexter Loomis had anything to say. Um, exactly. So Dexter was far more uh, athletic than I thought he'd be, especially since he moved mm-hmm. like a freaking zombie come into this ring uh they were both more athletic than i thought they'd be yeah i oh i've i've had the pleasure of seeing bronson reed before he was bronson reed so i knew he was i knew he was good the few times i'd ever seen dexter loomis outside of wwe he was not this athletic so i don't know where it came from but he was doing like kip-ups and he was doing dives to the outside and moonsaults and all this other stuff so he was this was this was actually a really good match and actually while i was watching one of these guys should go up against keith lee that that's going to be a good match. Yeah, Bronson, for example, him and Keith yeah. Lee would be great. Uh, so yeah, this match did the thing that some of the other matches weren't really doing. Yep. Uh, like the some of those other matches would start out kind of slow. These guys were just like bang, 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 uh, kind of hitting all the hitting all their stuff. It wasn't like I didn't think it was blow away. No, but it was much better. I think this match and the the first match of the breakaway was my fa- or breakout was my favorite, and then this match I think did a really good job of like bringing yes. it home. Yes, um, much better than ACH and Boa from uh, the other week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder if these guys knew each other, and that's why it was so much better. I don't know. I don't think so. I think this is the first time they ever wrestled each other, hmm. as far as I know. Uh, Bronson wins with a top rope big splash. Just crushing crazy. this guy and uh, pinned him, and uh, he moves on. I don't know what the brackets are for the next round. I'm sure they showed them, but I don't remember them now. Um, I don't either. But what did you what did you think of this? I liked again. I liked it a lot better than the rest of the the breakout matches. Um, I was very surprised. They both surprised me, um, yeah. especially because like I did not want to like Loomis when he came out. Yeah. Like my mind was made up, and then I was like, "Oh damn, this guy's not like not horrible though." I thought it was just going to be like a slugger almost. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they're gonna. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they can do with this particular character. Like, I feel like maybe they're trapping themselves into like he can only do these sort of like horror movie esque storylines or something. I'm not exactly sure what they can do with them, but I don't know. Um, they could probably just make him almost like a. Um... I think you can make his character almost like a Walter, obviously not as big, but just mm-hmm. kind of like that quiet, brooding character. Yeah. You can don't, almost do that. Don't do stuff with him and the women, please. Like, Don't have him be like the creeper that hangs Mm-mm. up by the women's lock. Don't, let's just not do that. He's actually done w- that in other places before. Like, that's how they oh, used him. I don't no. want to see I don't, I don't want to see him kidnapping women. I don't want to see him freaking out women. Like No one wants to see that. Yeah, women have a hard enough time with that shit in real life. I don't think we need to see it in our fake wrestling show. So No. No. And that's what and in addition to this going to Fox Sports 1, that is also when I will stop watching. 
if that starts happening. Uh, yep. So I'm a, out. I don't know how I feel about these names of these people, but um, you know, I have no choice but to get used to them. So what would what, what would you give Bronson and Dexter? So I gave it a two and a quarter. Okay. Yeah, we're really close on this one. I went two and a half. Okay. Um, and that is pretty close to. Let me see the grapple app. The grapple app. Uh, two point six nine. Yeah. Okay. So, They're higher. Yeah, they are a little bit higher. They're kind of in the same ballpark here. Uh, mm. more or less. Uh, what did we get after this? Um. Oh. Oh. Right. Uh, Tyler Breeze yep. is doing an interview with Kathy Kelly, and he's like, yeah, a lot of these, uh, a lot of people seem to be in groups around here. It's like, you know, maybe I need to find something or someone. The Forgotten Sons did, showed up. Did you think Fandango was going to come out at that point? Because I did. He's got to show up eventually, right? Like, they're really teasing, like, Tyler Breeze needs a partner. Who's it going to be? It's got to be Fandango. Right. I haven't heard anything about, like, he's coming back or he's healthy or anything like that, but that's my presumption. Uh, yes, obviously. Forgotten Sons, they confront him. I'm like, oh, boy. Uh, they tried to Here bully. They tried to bully. Uh, tried to bully him. Uh, he did make a pretty funny joke that I laughed at. He asked Jackson mm-hmm. Riker if he used to be Buddy Murphy, uh, which mm-hmm. was the former tag team partner of Wesley Blake. Because they all look alike. I hey, they're, they're all interchangeable. Uh, although Buddy Murphy really managed to separate himself once he got um, wherever he is now. I don't think he's on TV, but he when he left NXT and then did a bunch of good matches on 205 Live. Um, mm, okay. So he has managed to kind of break out of the pack, despite the fact that his name is Buddy Murphy, which <laughs> does not stand out in any way. Uh, nope. So, you know, they, they're they going to have a feud, probably. Not looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Yeah, Jackson Riker and Tyler Breeze, how uninspired. Yes. Uh, they did a highlight, a recap video highlighting Io Shirai's uh, heel Descent turn. Descent into madness. Descent into madness. And then they announced something that, this is not how I wanted Casey to get on NXT TV, but next week... It's Casey Catanzaro being sacrificed to evil Io Shirai. But you know that Candace is going to come out, right? Like, that's I hope so. Happen. Actually, like, it's going to end with Io beating up Casey, and then um, Candace is going to come out mm-hmm. and beat up Io, and then their feud starts. I actually hope that they get a chance to do something. I hope it's not Io just killing Casey, because both of these girls are super-duper athletic, and they I would are. love to see them get to do at least a couple of things before... EO, uh, the beatdown happens. Slaughters her, yeah. That's fair. Uh, so that'll be a big match uh, for next week. Uh, main event of the show, Apollo Crews and Kushida. Uh, so how familiar with you uh, was Apollo Crews? Like, were you aware of him at all? No. This? Okay. No. So were but... you caught off guard by the gigantic reaction he received when coming in here? Yes. Because the crowd went... Like, I was even surprised. Bananas. They were, like, super in love with this guy. And I was like, I've never seen him. Which is fine. Like, I've never seen a lot of people. Sure. So, but but I was really surprised. I'm like, because he's, like, this short, like, just muscly guy. And I was like, but what is this? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? I mean, he is, I mean, Apollo Crews is, like, well, he used to be top-heavy, but now his legs are also gigantic. But, yeah. Yeah. He's, a, 
like a small tank, uh, mm-hmm. super duper athletic, like does stuff that guys with that sort of body mass probably shouldn't be doing. Yes, ex- I was so I was like blown. O- okay, I'm just gonna say it before we even get into it. This was the best Kushida match I have seen. Yeah, these guys were phenomenal together. Yeah. I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, they had a really good match. Uh, busting out all sorts of moves. Uh, Apollo Crews does the standing, tucking, shooting star press. Oh, it's uh, awesome. Just, it's unreal how, like, he never even does that on the main roster, by the way, that shooting star. Uh, I don't Is know why. Is he on the main roster? Yeah, he's been on the main roster for years. But I mean, like, you know what I mean. Does oh, he have matches? Yeah, he does every now and again. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's why he doesn't do these things. Like, uh, my <laughs> they fe- don't let him. My feeling is that he's on TV for like a couple weeks, and then they mm-hmm. forget about him. And then one day, when Vince is like walking around in the back, he sees this guy and how jacked he is, and he's like, "Why aren't his, Why isn't this guy on TV? Put him out there!" Like, mm. you know, that is my feeling. I <laughs> like how Apollo and Crews then- gets his TV appearances. <laughs> Like Vince, Vince forgets that he looks like has an incredible physique, and he's like, "Ah, oh, get that guy on TV," uh, yep. and then he goes out there. So he's been on TV. Uh, if memory serves, uh, it sounds like he's been on TV the last few weeks for the okay. most part. And then he does some stuff here and there. He wins a little bit, he loses a little bit, and then he vanishes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did not expect the reaction he got here like i figured they would be very respectful and he would get a good reaction because he is an nxt alumni but he came out here and this place erupted it was like it was like finn balor or nakamura came back yeah it was (laughs) great it was like when bailey and sasha came back yes yes i don't this was insane that must have made him feel good but what a that was crazy but after watching this match i was like oh no wonder they love him like He's yeah. good. Yes. Uh, so they did. Uh, <laughs> they did uh, like a big flying armbar off of the top rope. It was uh, crazy. And I think Kushida put the hoverboard lock on. Oh, they're not calling it the hoverboard lock anymore. I guess they're maybe worried about being sued or something. Is it uh, the? Is that the Sakuraba lock that they're using now? Yes. So that's who Kushida trained in mixed martial arts with. Is a he's like a Japanese oh, okay. MMA legend. Although gotcha. the hold is actually called a kimura, the actual mm-hmm. arm hold is called a kimura, and it's named after the man who invented it. So I don't know why they just don't call it a kimura, but uh, mm. beats me. But either way, uh, Kushida locks it on Apollo, and uh, Apollo Cruz taps out. This was indeed uh, the best Kushida match thus far. And a good showing for Apollo Crews, which, you know, I yes. wish somebody would watch this and be like, oh, this guy's better than we're giving him credit for. Absolutely. Or, or just have them always have matches together. This, these two are great. And I think what I really liked about this match is so much, they put so much emphasis on his um, holds and, like, locks or whatever you call mm-hmm. them. I don't know. But this actually showed that he could wrestle. You know what I mean? Like, he yep. was actually very athletic. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what you want out of one of those matches. Yeah. Um, so what according would you, to me. What would you, according <laughs> to Jacqueline, uh, what would you give uh, Apollo Crews and Kushida? I went high on this one. I gave it a 3.5. Wow. Okay. So you're actually a little bit above me. I went three and a quarter, but uh, okay. the people at Grapple were right with you. They gave it a 3.58. Yeah. 
it was a, it was super enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like I even put my phone down during the match. <laughs> That's never happened during a Kushida match. That's a win. Yeah, I'm usually reading Twitter at the same time. Kushida, I know your English isn't good, but hopefully somebody can translate that to you into Japanese, and that should make yeah. your day. Jacqueline put her phone down for you, my friend. Yeah, there's um, a, very few people I do that for. <laughs> um, so I said that was the main event. It was, wrestling match-wise, because there were no other wrestling matches, but the show wasn't over yet. Uh, there were storylines. There was story. Uh, we go backstage where Keith Lee is cutting a promo. So this felt like a very... Uh, I, I saw some people who liked this and some people who hated it. Because uh, mm. it, it felt very much like... It, they tried to do Forced? it... It didn't... I think they were trying to do it in a manner that felt like he was realizing he was coming to an opinion in the middle of his promo. Like, an idea mm-hmm. was forming in his head and then was fully realized by the time it was done. But... In other ways, it kind of felt like it was a little rambly. It felt it was a little disjointed. Uh, and it feels like maybe he's going heel? I can't, That's the vibe I got from this. No. Which is, yeah, well, right. I think it's silly, because to me, Keith Lee is like a big, fun teddy bear who, has, yeah, you, no. who raps his own theme song. Like, what's not to like? Uh, yeah, no, he can't go heel. He right. also raps his own theme song? Yeah, like he does his own theme. <laughs> that yeah, also makes can. him also makes him a winner, uh, yep. but you know he's like uh, you know he's talking about he's almost kind of doing a little bit of complaining. He's like, look, they're doing this breakout tournament thing. He's like, and that's great, but I didn't get opportunities like that when I came in. Nobody gave me any promised opportunities. He's talking about how like you know they've moved on to Damian Priest now, uh, and they you know he wants a match with Damian Priest, which they set up, and I. I think they're trying to position Priest as the good guy, but to me, that Keith Lee should be the baby no. face here. Priest should be the heel. Priest is definitely the heel. He oozes bad guy. Like I, he doesn't yeah. feel like cool good guy to me. The he way he spoke outside, like to the reporter that yeah. one time, no, he's he feel, not a good guy. He at feels kind of like a he, yeah, he's kind of like a douchey bad guy. Yeah, and ugh, I just but I get Keith Keith Lee's frustration because. Yeah. He's right. They're not doing much with him. And also, I think that's how a lot of wrestlers feel in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Because um, <laughs> they don't get used. And they're just there. And other pe- they see these other people get opportunities and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Speak your truth, Keith. Yeah. Well, Speak I mean, your truth. I mean, God, remember when Keith Lee came in? Like, Cassius Ono was doing, like, the... Look at all these flashes in the pans with Matt Riddle. All these new toys. I'm like, Keith mm-hmm. Lee just got here. And he's already doing the, you've moved on from me. Yeah, uh, which you know kind of does speak to the fact that they're hiring too many people. Uh, they for sure. They're just trying to. They're just trying to uh, remove talent from the marketplace so competition does not have them. But again, again that's a monopoly. Yeah, that and that doesn't help. Uh, no. That doesn't help when fans know this and realize this. It's a turnoff to them because they just want yeah. As I say, you actually lose fans. They just want to see people do their thing. Like we want to be able to enjoy everything. Don't try to squeeze the life out of everything, please. Uh, NXT champion, Adam Cole strolls to the ring for his first championship defense. Jacqueline, he claims that he is a fighting champion. And so is this a dig at what's his face on the main roster? I'm not sure. I'm not sure who you're referring to. Who's the blonde guy with the Jimmy John shorts. Oh my God. Um, 
You know him. Oh, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The Jimmy John shorts. I was trying to think for a minute. I'm like, Jimmy John shorts? Like, who's that? I'm not wrong. Yeah. No, Brock does have Jimmy John's advertising. Yeah. He's one of the few guys to have advertising uh, deals. That's Um, so stupid. That's that's straight for another day. But because he's not a fighting champion, uh, I was like, I think that's a dick. Well, I mean, also, I, Adam Cole's a bad guy, and bad guys are not traditionally fighting champions. Uh, oh, and, is that what it is? Yeah, and it's also kind of, like, proven out here, right? He's like, I'm going to defend the title against this guy. And they show the video package with Johnny Gargano at the training school from, you know, from several weeks ago. And he's talking to all the all the guys. They're the same school that Adam Cole went to with the pizzas where he told them everything that Gargano said was baseless and... Uh, leading them along, and there is no hope for any of them. And in particular, he's talking about Twan Tucker, the guy that Johnny Gargano is like, here, hold the belt. Like, you know, and he's like, I don't know if I should. And he's like, go ahead, man, like, hold the belt, hold it up. Uh, what simpler times it was when Johnny Gargano had the belt. Yes. And yeah, this is also the same guy that Adam Cole's like, do you honestly think you're going to win that belt? And Twan's like, yeah, sure, one day, maybe. And he's like, no, you're not. Don't bother. <laughs> and. He Juan is a really good sport. Yeah. Uh, so Adam Cole is defending the title against Twan. He's like calls him out. Twan Tucker, come out here. And Twan comes out in his gym shorts and his shirt, looking kind of meek. And Adam Cole's like, "Come on!" With down. a microphone in hand. With a microphone in hand. Uh, and Adam Cole's like, "Come on down here. There's there's nobody else. I I'm all by myself. It's just you and me for the championship. This is a dream come true for you. Come on down here." Adam Cole reiterates many times that he's all by himself. He's all alone out here. You see, because in Adam Cole's mind, he's really gonna def- you know he's gonna claim to be <laughs> uh, a fighting champion. He's gonna by, have this match by yeah by fighting this low level kid who's brand new to wrestling, and he's going to beat him easily. So he doesn't need his friends, and he's going to be like, look, I'm a fighting champion. I defended my title. Uh, But Twan, he knows what's up here. He knows this is not legit. He knows he's not ready for this opportunity. And he asks Adam, he's like, you know, you're sure you've got nobody with you? And Adam Cole's like, absolutely not. And Twan says, well, that's good, but I didn't come alone. And Johnny Gargano's music hits. We haven't seen Johnny Gargano since he lost the title he storms yeah. to the ring, and he and Gargano have a fight, and the crowd is like a, going nuts. Like an actual fight, like street fight style. Yeah, they're street. They're all over the place. Uh, in the ring, outside of the ring, uh, Johnny Gargano left leapt off the stage with a crossbody, and they brawled their way uh, to the back with Gargano hitting Adam Cole with a super kick. Uh, Oh, he also, yeah, he also uh, got Adam Cole to tap out uh, as well. He puts him in the Gargano escape. and Even though it wasn't a match. I even love though, it. Even though it is not a match. Uh, <laughs> Adam Cole's like, help me, save me. <laughs> so they pull, they, pull them up, they pull them off. They have to peel Johnny Gargano off of Adam Cole. And mm-hmm. uh, it's weird that they didn't do that. They, it's weird. I mean, I'm sure that they will talk about it on this week's NXT. But on... YouTube on WWE's YouTube, they had an exclusive video with William Regal where he announces that uh, he is he is sick of this back and forth between Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, and they are going to settle it for the last time and at the Takeover Toronto show. 
where they will face each other once again for the NXT Championship in a two out of three falls match. Uh, but this time, uh, Johnny Gargano will choose a stipulation for the first fall. Adam Cole can choose a stipulation for the second fall. And if it has to go to three falls, then William Regal will decide the third stipulation uh, for the third fall. So this could, I wonder what the stipulations are going to be. Yeah, so this could be anything. This could be like Falls Count Anywhere match. This could be like a, like a tables match or a steel cage match or, you know, something along those lines. It could be a variety of things. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, like no DQ. I submission. got it. Yeah. War games. <laughs> they just put those With- two. <laughs> They have to bring In the out, war game! They have to bring out a second <laughs> ring. Yep, just for this. A lot of, that's a lot of work. I hope it's for the second fall. <laughs> oh, so you have to do one match in one ring, and like we have to disassemble yep. this ring, and then set up the two rings. It seems practical. <laughs> sure, that won't take up a lot of time at all. Um, so what did you, so there's nothing to really rate here, uh, no score wise. But what did you think of the the ending of the show, the the ending story? I, so I, th- and we've talked a lot about you know this has to be the end for Johnny Gargano. What else are they going to do with him? I think that the baiting that Adam Cole did of him was. I, I think that the storytelling here was so smart that it made sense. Yep. Um, and I liked it because it's like okay, so he's not going anywhere right now. Like we're going to keep these guys for a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe and I Johnny thought it worked. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, maybe Johnny doesn't have a good story recourse here, but Adam Cole is such an asshole that he couldn't yeah. leave it be. So Johnny Gargano just came after him again. And well, but like, but like he messed up with his, like he, he messed with his family, taunting yeah. his family. He was yeah. going to like the wrestling, like, like, so that hits, that's a personal attack. So yeah, like, he I'm couldn't like, just yeah, be a sore winner. Yeah. Yeah. You can't stand by. You Made have to. Yep. You have to, yeah. So, so I'm like, yes, Johnny Gargano needs to stand up for this, and um, so, I, so I do like what they're doing, and I, <laughs> I think it's going to be really fun to watch Johnny Gargano explain math to Adam Cole again in the two out of three falls match. <laughs> hey, I love, I love Johnny mathematics. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't love Professor Johnny? Um, That's fair. <laughs> um, so yeah, a, a pretty good show. Yeah, overall, I thought this was a good episode. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, all right, so that's a wrap uh, for this week's episode. Uh, we should thank the good people over at ThinkGeek for sponsoring the show. CinemaGeekly.com slash ThinkGeek, uh, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. And uh, also, while you're at CinemaGeekly.com, check out the archives of the show. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT. Hit subscribe, and uh, you can come back and uh, listen to us talk about NXT some more next time. Episode 517, I think it is. Uh, so many! Where we will talk about, I think, could be wrong here. I don't think the main event is EO and Casey. I think the main event is going to be Damian Priest and Keith Lee. 